so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. We are free! Hey everyone, this is Ho Ho Hong Kong with me, your co-host Vivek Mahabani and the OG of OG co-hosts, who is of course Andy Curtin. Oh! Whenever I hear RJ, I, I, for, for, for years when I heard RJ... I literally thought it was old guy. <laughs> and it kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah, you might be the original gangster, but chances are the original gangster is an old guy by this time. So we're sitting in an alleyway in the yeah. streets of... Nothing creepy. The streets of Melbourne. That's right. On Saturday night, what could happen? Pro- I'm Batman. Probably get touched. Ho- hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> if you play your cards right and you sit in the right position, someone walks over like, hey, boys. Hey, boys. That, that, that microphone. You guys exactly. using a Zoom recorder? Yeah. Why do you have three microphones when you're only two guys? They're like, oh, that's not a mic, sir. How are you enjoying Melbourne? How many times have you been to Melbourne now? Uh, I've been here since 2015. We came down for Comedy Zone Asia, the first inaugural one, and they got me down can here. You, can you tell people what about that show so comedy, it, it's a big thing it's a big thing now from so Asia. 2015 was the first year ever when they did Comedy Zone Asia they went and reached out to Asian comedians around actually Asia and said hey you're pretty alright you want to come down and do some shows <laughs> you're pretty Asian you're pretty Asian your face suits <laughs> are the criteria you know you have yeah. the Indian you got the, this guy you know <laughs> oh man I, I don't know if I should say this but I remember that the booker one time yeah Saw someone. Yeah, yeah. He was like, it was like a trial show. Oh, or like a, yeah, and, yeah. And and he turned to one of our mutual friends, <laughs> and he was like, "What do you think?" And he was like, "It'll do." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It takes the box. It, he was like, but he was literally like, I'm not going to get any better. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. Well, I mean, this is the choices we I have so far. I came out here for, so yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm home empty handed. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the worst feeling, you know? Like, sitting <laughs> over there, like, well, I guess this is it, huh? You know, it's not the worst feeling. The worst feeling is when you don't get in. Yeah. You're like, oh, I didn't deserve to get in. But I still got in. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and you show up to like, well, 15 minutes of material, please. You're like, I have seven. Yeah, I have they're seven like, yeah. that I can say twice. <laughs> exactly. I could put on an accent, you know, uhs and ahs and everything. So 2015, when that first happened, that was the first time I got to experience a full-on festival-level show and not knowing anything. It is anything. a great thing. It's a great thing. It, it was such an eye-opener. So before 2015, here I am in Hong Kong doing shows. Hey, Viv, you are the headline spot. I'm like, look at this guy. I'm headlining shows. Look at me. I come down here. I'm all like, all right, guys. You're about to experience some Vivek Mabubane. Right? I come down here. First show we got to do, empty room to a producer who's like, all right, do your set to me. Really? Yeah, they made us all do our full sets. Why? Because first time they've ever had an Asian flown in comedian and they're like, well, let's make sure this stuff translates and works here. So we all actually did our sets full on to one person in the room. You know what, though? Isn't that like you and I have done a lot of things that yeah. haven't been done before? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's those, they were like, it's kind of as, as, as crazy as it sounds. Yeah. It is kind of like. Man, that's what breaking new ground looks like. I mean, that's what I tell people. I'm like, you might see the glamour of like, oh, you're doing festivals. Look at you. It's like, buddy, come and join me. <laughs> you don't see the misery. Exactly. <laughs> have you seen me standing in front of room and doing my whole set? And the guy go like, hmm. So you have a bit about Muhammad. 
tell me, is that necessary? I'm like, well, actually, it's more than just that, you know. So yeah, yeah like it's not the, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, not the, the profit. profit. <laughs> yeah, it's the word. But I hope you realize it's that it's the you guy know? who never makes profit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the guy who thinks he's making a profit, you know, <laughs> but it clearly doesn't, you know. <laughs> or the guy who made the profit, as in Muhammad did <laughs> make <Yeah>. the profit. <laughs> so that basically, I remember doing that, and we were like, what? And then they told us, oh, and by the way, every single night you're doing the exact same show. And that was the first time in my life I had been told that you're going to be doing four weeks of shows, night after night, identical sets. You don't sway from that. I hadn't done cruise ships back then. Yeah, that's like that's like some open mic as I know. Yeah, yeah. Except <laughs> exactly. it's four years, yeah. not four yeah. months. And the problem with those open mics is that they did, they did their set that didn't work and they yeah. kept it for four years. And they're just like, hey, why is this not working? You know, I always think about that when they say the first insign- sign of insanity is doing the same thing. And expecting, expecting different, different outcomes. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're like, hey, man, that set's never worked. <laughs> <laughs> why are you exactly. still doing it? Yeah. And the, the problem is, that what if that set that you didn't like gets approved by the festival? They're like, well, you're that's in. What's gonna, yeah, you're that's in. It. Dude, that's what cruise ships do. You do that set, that's your set. You better do that oh, same set. Oh, I never set. knew that. So cruise ships, what I've done, I did the Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines ones, and you get 45 minutes, right? In English? Or in English. Wow. I've done Cantonese as well, but a lot of them in English as well. And that's your set. And they basically will have you on record that that's your set. Every time we book you, that's what you're doing. And then they don't pay you if you de- deviate? They don't listen. So you hope that nobody comes in and hears the set. Wow. Yeah, so you get that as well. And I believe like what they did is that they don't pay you per show. They pay you per week. So you try to purposely book shows week, break, break the week. So in other words, you don't get on the ship on Monday. You get on the ship on a Friday. So you get paid for twice if you if you leave the ship on Tuesday. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> hacks that you need exactly. when you're performing comedy. <laughs> to old people who are coming to Asia for the first time and saying... going on a boat to die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Dude, the... That, the ex- those are the boats where I feel sorry for the, uh, the iceberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm sorry. We had to bump to you for <laughs> the to save this guy. The iceberg's like, this is sad. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, we didn't even sink. I'm like, goddamn technology. <laughs> Why? Titanic. I'm so jealous. So, coming back, the festival, first of all, 2015, Jason Leung was also one of the guys on Comedy Zone Asia. So was I. And that's the first year we learned about flyering. We had to stand on the streets. He's been talking about that in his shows. Did yeah. you know that? He has this whole bit about how he was flying, crushing his dream. They threw it away. I know, yeah. Because yeah. I remember when that happened, we both had our own experience. He had that experience. So everybody, if you haven't seen it, go check him out online. Uh, he, had, he did it on the gala, I believe, right? He, he performed on the gala here this year. And yeah, he'd yeah, been yeah. saving that joke since 2015. 2015. Eight years ago. Yeah. Exactly. To perform on the gala. Unless every single year that flyer incident happens over and over again. No, he told me. This yeah, is yeah. what he told me. He's been waiting for that, right? No, he said, I've been holding onto this bit for eight years. Till I get the gala Just spot. to get on the gala. Yeah, man. Oh, totally, dude. I can totally see that happening. And that's the thing. We were flyering, all right? And that was the first time we were like, hold on a second. I'm so confused. Because back at home, So for, for people in. that don't know, flyering is you have a small flyer for your show. Yes. And you stand in the street and hand it to someone like a fucking Jehovah's Witness. Like a prostitute going like, you want some of this? You're you just selling your crack. Yeah, exactly. And begging for someone to just take the paper and just do whatever you want with it. And it's, it is a genuinely demoralizing experience. Absolutely. And that was when you become humble and you come up with the best excuses. It's not very to humbling. Fly. Yeah, it's, it's very, very humbling. humbling. Yeah, and I became so creative after that because every day I had a, a reason not to show up. 
Oh, my wrist. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I just couldn't because I had a little thing, you know, this. Oh, well, you were out flying on that corner the over printer there. printer broke. <laughs> exactly. Some junk like that. So actually, you know, that was also the first time I experienced the level of political correctness of Melbourne. Oh, yes. Right? So I'm flying. People from Australia, you might not believe it, but they're very polite. Yes, exactly. They're painfully polite. Yeah, exactly. And they want to make sure that you know that they're being polite to you. Right, so I'm flying on the street now. If you've ever seen me fly, I'm not the type of guy with the flyer that's going like. I actually go, "Hey guys, come on over here. We have a comedy yes, show, right? Right. So I'm thinking, let me turn it up, charisma at maximum. Hey, come see five funny Asians. We'll make you laugh in the language you understand. Stuff like that, right? Someone walks up. He's like, "Uh, you shouldn't say that." I'm like, "What? What?" He's like, "You shouldn't say Asians. Say from Asia." And I was like, "Why?" He's a white like, person. A white person. What? Clearly. Right. What? So I asked the guy, I was like, why would you say I shouldn't say Asians? We are Asians. He's like, yeah, because when you say Asians, you put a face in our head. We're thinking of a face. But you say from Asia, the person just happens to be from Asia. Could be anybody. So we don't want to see the race. Was he being helpful? I think he thought he was. Clearly, I didn't think he was. And neither did the final outcome be him being helpful. Man, but that, that was the logic. I was like, so weird. Right. And that was, I was like, wait, but. I think I, of all people, am allowed to say that. Then he adds, he's like, and by the way, you shouldn't say Asian. And I was like, but I'm Indian, I'm Asian. He's like, yeah, but when we think of Asian, we don't think of you. And I was like, buddy, I don't know who's a racist here, but it clearly is not me. You're like, I'm not saying you're a cunt. I'm just saying you're from cunt town. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I think of cunts, I don't think of you. You get my point? I'm like, I'm sorry for not being enough I don't want to think of a cunt. I just want to think of your face exactly, as a person yeah. exactly. who's from cunt town. Yeah, you're at best a slit. <laughs> that's, so man, I remember that's that, man. That's the thing about Australians is like... There's, it's reasonably multi, multi, multicultural yeah. here, but if you hang out long enough, people say some weird shit. Yeah, 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 exactly, right? And you kind <laughs> of go everyone's like, like, wait, what? Yeah, right? <laughs> what did you just say? Exactly, right? And it's like, well, no, we're just being inclusive. Like, no, you're not. That, that's that is worse. quite exclusive, exactly. actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exclusively <laughs> including someone. Yeah. They're like, you come here, not you. Right? We want one of you, but not two of you like that. So that, that's the experience I had. That was the opening. All right. So now check this out. We do the show. We do four weeks of it. By the fourth week, we're all losing our minds. We're like, dude, I am so tired of saying the same shit. We're tempted to go and switch it up a bit. But we're so young and naive and immature and, and just basically new to the scene. We're like, what if we get in trouble? We might get banned. Here we are thinking these bunch of Asian comics coming here performing and we're going to get banned because we decided not to do the same set. Right. Oh, my God. Right. But anyway, the whole thing finished. I got back to Hong Kong, and that's when I realized that I thought in Hong Kong I was playing the NBA. And I got back to Hong Kong, and I was like, dude, we are playing, like, literally just a park. Yeah. We're, like, we're not even playing a park. We're playing in, the, in our backyard going, look at me, LeBron. Bush League. Dude, my God. And that just changed my whole perception of comedy. Yeah. And ever since then, I came back every single year. And... I'll tell you this. 2015 was interesting because like that year, the festival invited me down here, right? And look, Mr. Big Mouth over here was like, hey, you know what? I'm multi-talented. I speak Cantonese too. The festival was like, hey, you want to try it? I'm like, let's do it. Yeah, whatever, right? They booked me a room of 50 seats. They're like, we'll try to Which fill that up. Which is big for a festival show. Absolutely. 50 because seats you're is, doing so many shows. Yeah, but one Canto show just to try it out, 50 seats. I said, no problem. I feel confident about that. We sold 300 tickets. And I got the supper that, room. The first time. First time. Yeah, dude. Wow. And Supper room in town hall? In town the, hall. T- upstairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. sold that I out? I sold that out, yeah. That's, a great, seats, that's yeah. an incredible room. Dude, you know what's crazy? I, Matt O'Kine, a comedian over here. I know he, Matt O'Kine. He did that room over there. I watched the show and I'm like, 
oh my god, I'm actually going to be doing the same room as this guy. Yeah, bro. Right? Okay. I mean, a lot of good comics have played yeah, that yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, check this out. The audience comes in. This audience has never, ever joined the festival. They lived in Melbourne for like 30 years. Never joined the festival. Never spoke, spoke English. <laughs> Didn't need to. They were like, nah, uh, uh. There's you, people like that. Oh, there is. Dude, I, this, this year, I have learned a lot. Going out of the suburbs, I'm like, man, these people, they're like, oh, we don't need to speak English. You know why? I don't want to do your business. I'm good with Cantonese. I'm like, I love it. I love it. Don't I change. I remember when I first started coming here from Shanghai with Chinese friends. Yeah. And they would introduce me to their friends lived here. Yeah. And I was like, speaking to them in Chinese, and at some point I was like, oh my God, they they don't speak any English. Yeah, right. And I was like, how long have you been living here? They're like 10 years. <laughs> I was like, what? Dude, how do you get around? So there is the equivalent to the Hong Kong Soho Discovery Bay expat. Yeah, they're, they're, they're there. They're there. It's a real thing. It's this a real a, thing. A real progression for, you know, the yeah. Asian nation. Is exactly. We <laughs> have become the Discovery Bay party. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we did it. We made it, dude. We're swingers parties. Uh, we're the not swinger speaking maybe not so much, you know, because yeah, yeah. the Chans and the Wongs don't get along, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, not we're so not, much. We're not putting our car keys in the same fishbowl. <laughs> exactly. But we aren't speaking English. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We'll share. We chat. Okay. That's yeah. all we'll do. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. We have a lot of that. And, and honestly, it changed the perspe- perception of the whole thing. We did that show and that opened my mind. And I was like, whoa, hold on a second. This is a possibility. Now, remember, back then, I didn't even know you back then. So I didn't know nothing about comedy. You know, everybody was scattered around Still. Asia. I don't know who you are, Andy. <laughs> no, like, I mean, you don't know anything about oh, comedy. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. I'm like, damn, Andy. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't expect to be like, oh, I know you inner child. I thought what I said was way more insulting than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm okay with not knowing comedy, man. Well, what's interesting is that simultaneously, there were a lot of people doing other language comedy that were trying something out. Well, I did something with, with Darshan or yeah. Mandarin out here. Yeah. And there was some, uh, the, the Indian comedians came out and did a showcase, like from, from India, did some. There something was some Riot hit. or something, right? Like, I yeah, what, there was what, a bunch yeah, of different yeah, things yeah, yeah. they tried, you know. Yeah. Um, and, the, uh, you know, people doing other languages has really, in stand up, has really been a phenomenon of the last, yeah. you know, five, 10 years. I mean, you remember when you got Dashan here? Yeah. Getting him at the forum, number one. It wasn't the show that was mind-blowing. It was the line after the show for the photos. That oh. The forum staff were like, the hell is They'd going on? They've never seen anything like it. they never seen it. Yeah. Because never do you get like the English-speaking shows. I forgot about that. Right? I remember that because you told me See. and you were like, dude. Because I remember the next day, the forum was like, all right, we got to have some precautions in case. They freaked out, yeah. They freaked out, I remember. Well, because the, that venue is stunning. Yeah. It's oh. a beautiful theater in, in the sit downtown in the city. And, and the thing about the Melbourne Comedy Festival is all the rooms are downtown in an area that you can walk around. Yeah. You walk from show to show. Everything's within walking distance. And there's multiple rooms going on inside that venue. So, like, when you finish your show... There's people going into another show. Yeah, in the same venue, three rooms like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were just causing a massive traffic jam. So l- let's describe it a bit. The forum has an upstairs floor, a downstairs big floor, and we're talking 400 seats. And here. like ornate, like it's it's like being at the Grand Central Station or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's people like an running or, around. Or, or, no, but I mean like it's or, an ornate. Oh yeah, building. the design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the old school, classic, beautiful. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You it's have like an architectural that. masterpiece. Exactly. Right. And having you suddenly come in and they're like, oh, Andy, uh, we, we, we recognize this kind of face. We know. Oh, Dashan, it's one of us. We're good. After the show, they're like, the hell is going on? Yeah, that Who people were so curious. Yeah. Like, because they'd see this gigantic Chinese audience. Yeah. 
and then just one white, white guy. guy go in. <laughs> and then the, even the staff must have been like, oh, well, we're going to understand the show. People were taking photos of everyone taking photos of him because yeah. they were like, they didn't know what they were looking at. Right. I remember you told me that in the beginning, people were just so floored that they're watching Dashan because they're probably studying her or whatever. I mean, he would walk down the street in Melbourne and people would lose their minds. Yeah. That would be like, oh my God. What is are that you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> right? I know. And it's hard to explain because, like, can you imagine someone over here who's like, dude, I'm so famous in Australia, going, like, the hell's going on? Who's this guy? And I think the phenomenon of the after show photos happened because of the Asian comedians. And Dashan just multiplied that with his 400 plus uh, well, people. T- are you saying now that the Western audiences are doing it? Is that what Taking you're saying? Taking photos after shows? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, I, I okay. What I'm saying is that the phenomenon of the after show photos lining up to take the photo was more of an Asian thing. Oh, totally. I mean, I remember the first time I ever saw it was, so Danny Fernandez took yes, me yes, to yes. India. Yeah. And we were playing some big rooms, you know, sort of 500 cap rooms. And I would get to the end of the show and people would want a photo with me. And yeah. I was embarrassed. Yeah, I yeah. was like, I think, I'm, I don't know if you're being You're quiet, mixing me up with someone. Or, or yeah, you yeah. want to, like Danny's over there yeah, if you yeah, want to yeah. get a photo with him. Yeah. And they were like, no, I want to get a photo with you. And I was just like, all right. Yeah, I don't know why, but <laughs> I, I don't know what you're gonna do with what this did photo. You, which show did you watch? But yeah. Okay, yeah. And then and then I realized I was like, oh, this is a whole thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's it's a thing of a matter of again. Remember, in Asian culture, it's all about one-upping each other. Yeah. And being able to see like, I didn't just go watch the show. I have proof. Anyone could say I watched Andy Curtin, but I watched it and he took a photo with me. Let's make that very clear. Whereas I think Australians. They don't want to admit to the famous person that they <laughs> think they're special. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, like, I'm okay. not going to ask you for a photo. Yeah, who the, I paid who the for a ticket. You, you, yeah. serve, you yeah. get your service. You're it's performing good for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's very true, right? So this is what I found while I was telling somebody. I was like, this is such a Hong Kong slash Australian mixture thing. In Hong Kong, the audience, they will come in with arms crossed because the f- it's a zero-sum game in the Hong Cantonese Kong. The Cantonese-speaking audience. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a zero- if I laugh, that means you succeeded. If you succeed, that means I failed. That's the game. Because in Hong Kong, that's the zero-sum mentality. In school, if you came first, that means I you, came second. You, this is real. You, like, For sure, real. That's you have people coming with arms crossed going like, it's not that I'm not funny. I just choose not to tell the jokes. Yeah. You're coming with a show like that. Like they think they could be funny if they... They think w- they could. They're like, well, I talk too. That's crazy. Yeah. But the good thing is that once you win them over, they're super loyal. Yeah. They will, ha- they will go out and be like, I'm going to tell every motherfucking person I know that I am personally recommending you go because secondly you know like how when you have a family doctor that you like and someone's struggling and you, you recommend the doctor to them and they get healed and they come to you like dude you know your shit you're like that's right I got good taste that pride in Hong Kong is big if I recommend something to you and you're like dude genuinely that was awesome I am a king so you've had a really successful year this year. Yes, it's been pretty good so far. COVID has helped me a lot. You've come out <laughs> you've come out of COVID. Yeah. A little angry. Very angry. I, I love say, yeah. angry Vivek, by yeah. the way. It yeah, is my favorite you. thing. Oh, I love it. Because good. you you don't you express anger with just the most <laughs> sheer focus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You, I, yeah, it's very know, true. Like like I feel like I people who don't know you <laughs> wouldn't understand that yeah, you're angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a very cheerful. They're like, He's man, that guy is motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> a, I am one of those people that I've read a book called uh, "Competitive Fire." Right, it's all about sports uh, uh, athletes that are motivated through insult and injuries. Oh, Michael like, Jordan. Like, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan is classic. Fun. Classic. Classic. Reggie Miller, all these guys, they're like, dude. I took it personally. I took it personally. <laughs> and now I'm fucking going to destroy you. <laughs> I took it so personally this year, Andy. You have no idea. I told my girlfriend, I'm like, Gloria, I love you. Because they didn't give you a big enough room. Yeah. 
Listen to this motherfucker. <laughs> Look at this proud <laughs> motherfucker. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I want more seats. There's right? other people begging to get <laughs> space. And he's like, Look at this privileged. How dare yeah. you? How dare the thing you gave me not yeah. be big enough? Yeah. And here, let me, let me clarify something. I am complaining that I have come down to a new place, not been given enough seats to go and just do one hour's work per night. And I'm bitching that my life is not good enough. Right? I mean, it's, it's, I, what you've achieved is so big. I don't think, I think I appreciate it more than anyone really because I've tried so hard to do things that were similar mm-hmm. and I've seen how fucking hard it is to get it to work. Yeah. And you really, like, it, it, the thing is that when you connect the dots the way that you have, it looks really easy. It looks like what you've done is actually really easy. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, if some people see it that way. I mean, on paper, it They're looks like, like, hey, yeah. guy came down and put a Cantonese show on people who like Cantonese went to see it. It's like, nah, man. They weren't used to going to a Cantonese Absolutely. show. Absolutely. You had to bridge this just gigantic wall. That was a mixed metaphor. You had to, <laughs> you had to get over this gigantic wall of... of of, of people uh, who, number one, don't come to the city, number yeah, one. Number two, they're like, oh, this is Guaylo right. material. Oh, mate, I have no you interest. If you're from Melbourne yeah. and you don't have any reason to come into the CBD, yeah. you don't come into the CBD. Exactly, yeah. I'm fucking coming to the CBD. Absolutely, man. For nothing. The number of people who I contact, like, hey, I have a show, come on down. CBD like, oh, being CBD? downtown. Yeah, yeah, down, Central yeah. business yeah, not, district. Not, not the illegal drug in Hong Kong yeah. right now. Yeah, like, not, not GHB. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you actually, and that's what I found when I contacted people before I came down here. I was like, hey, I'm coming to do a show. Do you have anything? I'd love to, for you guys to come join me. Oh, city, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. And I'm like, How, where do you live? They're like, oh, I'm Doncaster. I'm like, that's half an hour. No, no, I don't want to city. It's, it's a crowded. million miles away. No, and it's just crowded. That's the vibe. They don't like the vibe. Well, you can't park. Yeah, that's the, the, the you complaint. You can't park downtown. you got to get in somehow. Yeah. And it's a big effort. Yeah. And if you live out in the suburbs, you you, you, you drive to so and so's house yeah, you're and you're there, you know, yeah. like why am I gonna come all the way down? Yeah, it's a big yeah. it's, a, it's a big commitment. Yeah. And no one has a habit to do it. Absolutely. And that was something I had to, to overcome. For a Cantonese show. Exactly, because again, they're coming to an look, I'll be very honest with you, a lot of people call back to me like, Oh, this festival is not for us. It's not for us. It's, Which know, I understand because, you know, like if you're a Cantonese speaker or and it's like some self-indulgent like white let's say al- Andy alternative performing. I'm not driving down here well I believe <laughs> I respect that <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know I get it and it honestly Andy I have found that sense of humor being so different that even sometimes I'm lost as well and that's another mind-blowing thing where I'm like how is this crowd loving this I'm not getting any of this stuff you know I find that a lot with comedy that you know, some stuff is working, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get, it, but sure, I don't get it. If you're enjoying, by all means, you yeah, know. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. But there's something beautiful in audiences that get introduced to stand up because if you like it, once you realize you like stand up, uh-huh. they go and discover more. Yeah. You know, and that's opened the doors. Like you know? I remember, I was talking to some Indian comedians, and and Russell Peters really opened up India for comedy. Yes. yes. But he he sort of introduced people to other comics, and now Bill Burr is huge there. Yeah, and people were like, yeah, they still have that respect for Russell, but they realized that he was like a gateway to yeah. to the world of stand up, the gateway drug. Yes, yeah, straight and on. And there were better products out. Yeah, there. 
And I fully agree with you on that. I've had my audience who would never come down or they would have been like, ah, whatever, I don't care. They'll come down and basically uh, they saw the show. They're like, well, you know, we're here. We must go check out one or other shows. And they will. And it's just a different, like, like you said, it's the first experience. They don't know what to expect. You know, they do ask me, how, what do you recommend? And I'm like, all right, okay, what, 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 what part of my show did you like the most? Did you like the, the storytelling? Did you like the little gestures and that? Then I would know, oh, you're more of a, like, storyteller. So I'll introduce you to these two guys like that, you know. But I think ultimately what I find is that comedy now, the Asian comedy world has grown so much thanks to people like Russell Peters opening doors and convincing us that we... Ali Wong. Ali Wong as well. Ronnie and, Chang. Exactly, Ronnie Chang, Ali Wong, all these guys. And again, the point is that they've shown that, hey, hold on a second, our lives are not the typical, hey, I'm Indian and this is what I do. We're more than just that. But I think that's a natural evolution of comedy. Correct, yeah. I think that comedy goes to the deepest concept it can reach. Yeah. And if that is the just basic lev- surface level, because yeah. no one's been there before, yeah, 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 yeah. that's where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when that's not interesting enough anymore, it goes deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I think that the evolution of the audience as well. Like, totally. my audience has grown that they're like, we know you're Indian, we know you speak Cantonese, give me more. Like, my show does not, has only maybe 2% about, hey, so this guy thought I don't speak Cantonese. That's the most I do. Everything else is just storytelling of my life and everything, you know? But I think that's natural, you know, because when you start, you go, all right, I'm going to talk about this thing that is a big part of my life and it's very interesting to everyone. But then you're like, I think I've said everything I can about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What more now? So uh, you've so heard about you've me. you've got other things to talk yeah. about. Now, I'm curious though, Andy, from you, because you are based in Melbourne now. I am. And you are basically handling kind of a lot of shows in the festival as well. Correct. What is your take on how the festival's evolved from a audience coming point of view? In other words, like, does the audience now suddenly crave, as you said, the Asian uh, comedy? And is there anything you're finding that really particularly craving certain things? I found a lot of people are craving that voice where they're like, oh, this guy's finally saying the things that I can understand because the Asian voice is not so well heard in comedy. Look, I, it's, it's a tough question to answer because... That's why I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it's like I can give you all of my theories, but who knows if I'm right or wrong. That's the whole point. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, have you heard this podcast, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> it's all theories that are possibly wrong. This is all baseless <laughs> exactly. claims. Which episode? That, that no one will ever spend the time <laughs> exactly. to prove or disprove. Not one episode have we actually Okay, fact- fine. Yeah, yeah, right, fine. On, here's yeah, yeah. exactly what it is. Unequ- <laughs> yeah. Unequivocally, here's how this thing works. Uh, I think that, that society is evolving, and I think that comedy is a reflection of society, and so it will inherently evolve as the thing it's reflecting evolves. I think that this world where people get cancelled, what people don't realise is that's the other side of the coin to the side where now we live in a world where we can customise what we want to this insane degree. Like, you can have the, your podcast that you love more than anything else in this world because it's some specific obscure topic on your phone and listen to any any minute of it that's ever been recorded at any second at the click of a button. Yeah. The, the ability to consume yeah. customized content is so insanely accessible beyond anything that we grew up with. Yeah. Is, is that has put us in a situation now where people are so picky and selective. Yes in what they connect with. And, and, and they, there is two sides to the coin is then they love to hate stuff. So this will they, they, can, they can hate something with, for such specific reasons. Yeah, because they have options. Before, right, because whatever's they can be like, TV. but this rubs yeah. me the in exactly way. the wrong way. So this is what I, what I told someone the other day. I was like, okay, so before, TV had four channels. 
you either like one, two, yeah. or three, or four. That's well, it. You don't watch the TV. Otherwise, you want, yeah, exactly. That's the options. Now you're the, like, I want to see that episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah, where he, where he, he like does this. throws the drugs and they explode. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> click, click, click. Done, done, done. Right. That part of that episode. Yeah, but this is the thing. It's evolved from I want to watch that particular part and only that part to I want to watch this. However, you gave me that and I'm upset, so I'm gonna complain about you're giving me that and not this, and I'm gonna cancel you. And, you know, I, maybe this is a stretch, but I think of, like, okay, when I think of it as someone that's a good chef, yeah, good chefs have the ability to taste flavors. They're sensitive. Yes. Like a comic is a sensitive person. Yes. When you have that sensitivity, you can distinguish things and you can, you can like something to a greater degree because you, you're more sensitive to it. Yeah. You know, and I think similarly people are because now we're not just like here are four flavors here's four channels yeah now you can be like oh i really like this yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. i want u.s sci-fi that's and so that's PM. what people are coming out for people people are coming out to acts that they follow on social media they already know about them they already have an understanding of them and and whereas before seeing a comedian might be like your one-off relationship with them yeah whereas now seeing a, or, or a music act or whatever Seeing someone live is a crescendo in your ongoing relationship with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you, and also with you social see media. what they have for breakfast the yeah. day that you go to see them live. Absolutely right. And I think that's the one thing I'm learning now. And I'll be very honest with you. I was never the whole social media like, hey, let me put some stories. This is what I'm doing and everything. Because I'm like, dude, nobody cares. Number one. And then I like it sells tickets. You're like, hey, everybody, yeah, I'm bacon for breakfast, dude. <laughs> let me come back to this. This is the thing I told my girlfriend Gloria. Right? I was like, okay, this time, this this trip, I'm gonna, it's gonna be my experiment. I'm going to go into every uncomfortable situation where, like, I'm having this for breakfast. I'm going to post about this <laughs> and see what happens. Oh, man. I want to start checking your Instagram more <laughs> carefully. Dude, it has been so painful in the beginning. I'm like, having my first coffee, guys. Should I have more? Oh, I burnt my tongue. <laughs> exactly, right? And I would put polls, man. I'd be like, no one's going to give a shit. People respond. Oh, they do, right? Dude, drink some more. Oh, no, you talk too fast. Don't drink so much. <laughs> Are you guys seriously... Telling me what? You're actually responding to them, my life? Really? And, and, and I have to say that, like, you know, you think about, like, the funniest thing that you've ever heard, and it's from someone that you know, like, your best friend. Yeah. And that's, that's how we connect with stuff. And, and seeing someone do comedy or seeing a band or whatever that you, that you know, like, you know what they're into, you know what they said yesterday, you know, you have that... that you enjoy the live show way more. Absolutely. So you actually do enjoy it more. Exactly, right? So I've actually had people who... I actually met someone in Melbourne who's listened to our podcast. And I was like, oh, was it, you know... Was it me? No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I could recognize you. <laughs> it wasn't you undercover, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello, it's, I, it's me. I am a... Guy Andrew. Yeah. I am Andrew Window Shades. <laughs> oh, my God. That was awful. <laughs> no, so I, that's very true because, like, I use Bilbo as an example. Like I love his stuff and I listen to his podcast. And when when his I listen, podcast to explains to you who he is yes. and how he thinks to this fucking m- m- minute degree. Yeah, and you get to know him so well that when you see his specials, you're like, dude, I get it. Yeah, this is the this is why he's saying this stuff now. At and this he's show. and he's authentic. Yes. He's authenticity really you who he is. is the yeah. is the is the primary kind. I think currency. that's one thing I really admire. I picked up from him is like like i said my show this time is my last four years going through covid getting appendicitis uh getting sinus infections uh struggling with my girlfriend trying to 
get creative with our dates, you know, all these kind of things. And they're like, damn, I, I got, and people actually told me after, like, dude, I liked the story. I felt like, and they all asked me, is this real? I'm like, buddy, everything is real except I exaggerate, obviously, like every comedian, you know. But that's art, you know, yeah. and, and art is not there, you know, it's, it's, it's something happened and then you have to find a way to represent it. Exactly, yeah. But then you keep the authenticity of like the, the, the core is, is real. But authenticity is something that can't be faked. Exactly. But they can see right through. They're like, come on, that never, come on, don't bullshit me. I mean, there's guys like, you know, I think of like John Mulaney, who's, whose voice is like cartoony radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like on that layer, it's quite inauthentic. Yeah. But he's so authentic yeah. that that's just how he represents himself. I think, but that's the thing. It's like when I speak, even right now, I'm I'm not speaking, the, the, the quality of my voice is not what I talk to my girlfriend. I'm like, good, good morning, Gloria. Let's have breakfast. I'm not talking like that. But when I'm actually talking, talking like this on this, I'm, I'm, I have my speaker voice. When I'm doing my show, I'm like, hey, everyone, this is comedy. But I'm at home, I'm like, oh, let's go have breakfast. You want to have breakfast? So there's a certain, everybody has to adjust. Yeah, I mean, I, I I tackle this issue by just... Not telling jokes? That's no, well, by being painfully <laughs> unfunny and quitting comedy. Yeah. No, by, yeah. no, by just just letting it flow through you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't... I, 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 you don't put on I something. Am I more animated? Yeah, but, but I'm... But this is... This is how I represent. This is what feels to me the most natural way to represent myself. So this is the thing I tell people sometimes. I'm like, look, think of it this way: you have five lights in your room, five switches. When I'm in, at home working, I turn on two lights. When I'm on stage, I turn on five lights. It's the same bulb. It's just that now it's a bit brighter. That's all it is. Yeah, five switches for the same bulb. Five switches for the same dude, bulb, this, dude. Bro, this person needs to introduce him to a dimmer switch. <laughs> How many Vivex <laughs> does it take to turn on a light bulb? Who the fuck is Apparently, five. What fucking <laughs> electrical five bulbs, system? Five bulbs, five switches. You know, <laughs> yeah. oh, right, right. Yeah. Five bulbs. Yeah, you get yeah. my point. No, yeah. it's still stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why I do my comedy in Cantonese because they found they that like, funny. That makes sense in yeah, they're like because in Hong Kong efficiency of the light bulb. I'm like, we get it, we get it. Anyway, yeah. So that's actually very, very insightful stuff. One last thing I want to say before <laughs> you know. So this is my segue of when I don't know what the hell's Andy saying. I'm like, that's insightful. Andy, thanks so much. This is me watching daytime television talk shows like, that's insightful. Anyway, who wants to watch this show, right? No, but I, I think the one thing I really want to hear more about this festival, I'm sure our listeners, because they've been hearing us about, I had Jason Young on the podcast last ep- last week. I talked about my experience so far. The final thing is that you evolving or basically expanding from comedian to basically kung fu comedy, all that stuff, to now what you're doing with Live Nation and how you have become the Asian springboard in a way. Because you, see, the difference is that you know the Asian acts. You're not just a, a guy who's like, oh, I'm, I'm in charge of Asia. You're the guy who's like, I know these guys. I know them directly. Have you, how do you see that as an advantage slash how, and is there anything that you're trying to aim for to bring the Asian comedy world into the more established, I would say, Western comedy world? Whew. I mean, that's very nice in two minutes or less. thing to yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, I I I don't know. It's it's a it's tough. I think that I think that the reality is is that anyone that's in a role like mine, whether they be a promoter or a manager or something, yeah, they don't know everything in comedy, but they know some areas better than most people. Yeah. Right. And whether it be 
you know the improv scene in Chicago or you know you know some pocket of comedy well yeah. that you can be a bridge between that pocket and, say, the, and the bigger industry that happens so would you say so, that so like you could have like you could have someone who just really knows a, a town yeah and they go to that town and they pick the best guys and they help them find pathways to, to take what they're doing to another yeah, so level. That's what I think it is. Yeah, you're the I don't think it's that I... It's not that I know anything about Asia no, what I'm saying, like, you know the It's just directly. that because I have that connection yeah. and I know the pathways because I've been involved in, you know, worked with people like yourself yeah. and I've seen what's worked. You know, it's, it's really connecting dots it, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And saying, okay, I can see that this is really good, but it's missing this. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help them find that because I know how to get that for them. Exactly, yes. Whether it be like, you know, Jason, yeah. you know, he's like, I want to play the UK. I'm like, all right, I'll, I know what you need to get that. I yeah. can get you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Or, yeah. or, and I know that you can sell tickets. I know you have fans there and we'll, we know how to reach them for you. Yeah, it's just you so know? you're the roadmap guy. I think, I, yeah, and I mean, I'm, it's not like I know everything, but but I but I definitely have been fortunate enough to be in a position where there are some people who are very talented, and I've been fortunate enough to help them. All right, well, well, I mean, it's good to hear that because, like, so now we all know that while a lot of people look at their five-year-old kids playing Connect the Dot and thinking you have no future, Andy does that for a living. Not he if they're unfunny. If they're unfunny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's another game. You can't help that. Yeah, yeah, can't, yeah. can't teach him how to be funny. You can't teach him how to be funny. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the one thing I would appreciate most after seeing you now and what you do and also the way I'm changing my mindset of my comedy career as well is that I learned that there's only so much you can do with on your own but at some point you got to get someone who knows the dots because like you, I tell you Well, about, I, I, this is how we look at it. Yeah. Is we say we're going to charge you some money of course, but the we're going to make you yeah. a lot more money than we charge, than, yeah. than you're paying us. The profit part You're going to yeah. make a lot more. We're going to take a piece of it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a big piece, but, but we're taking a piece of it. Yeah, yeah. But you're going to make a way more by paying us that piece. Yeah, so in other words, you're basically telling me, look, I'm going to take a piece of your pie, but in return, we're going to make your pie your bigger. Your pie's going to be way bigger. Exactly. And, and I think in business, I mean, generally, that's like... You know, it's like if you're running a company, yeah. you're hiring people or a yeah, structure the whole thing, that yeah. makes more money than it costs. Correct. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, it. It's basic business one-on-one right there. Yeah. Except that with funny people this time. There you go. But it is a business. You know, Turner was one of the people in my Turner's life Sparks, who yeah, very yeah. early on enunciated clearly that a comedian is... You know, it's like you're Vivek Mabubani Incorporated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're and, a brand. And you've got to treat it like that. Or yeah. you want, or you're fine. I, I agree with that. I think so. Ultimately, everybody, this is the lesson we've learned from this episode. Number one is that if you're unfunny, you still have a career in comedy. <laughs> as long <laughs> as you understand business. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> if you can draw a straight line from yeah, point A to point B, you have a future. If you have a calculator. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And you can put the plus sign and less of the minus sign. No, but ultimately, I would say that if you are in any community or you know people in different communities who've never seen comedy before, we're coming to get you in whatever language you speak. And I highly recommend you start saving money now because trust me, my ticket price is going up next oh, year. Oh, yeah. It definitely this is, is the cheap year. Exactly. It's the cheaper people. Every year. Exactly. <laughs> Every year is the cheapest year you'll ever get. So, yeah, check that out. And, again, please rate and let me know if you thought Mohammed's interview with Andy was better or my interview with Andy was oh, better. Oh, that's no fest. I think I was asleep for half of it. And that's why I'm doing this because <laughs> I know I can win. If I couldn't win, I would never announce this competition. I, it, it just, you know, 
I love seeing how well you've done out here, man. It's really exciting. Thank you, man. No, it's I, very I, cool. I, I, I'm excited about it. I appreciate that. And I really like seeing people that I know doing their thing and helping everybody expand. And I'm looking forward to the next few years when we see each other in random festivals, comedy clubs, and be like, the fuck, you're here? Huh? You know? Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, bro, dude, it's going to yeah. happen. And the best thing is when they finally have a time when they're like, oh, we need to have one white comic in this lineup. <laughs> and and now like, that I know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> No, absolutely not. It'll happen, man. We'll see. We'll make it happen. I'll do blackface just so I don't have to do it. <laughs> just to get banned. You're like, yeah, I like, can't get on with I'm it. I'm not a white guy. <laughs> I'm like, they actually want a blackface. You're like, God damn it, you got me. <laughs> anyway, so thanks so much, Andy, for your time. Uh, we're going to go down to a festival club and party some more. So have a good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Cheers, brother.